What's good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Back Row Redskins Show. It's been a while. Football is back. Preseason is here. I go through my reaction of the game. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Enjoy the episode. Let's get it. Today, we're going to talk preseason. Got some great information to share. And just a little bit from what I heard from Ron Rivera's presser. He was talking about Sadiq Charles. And he was really pleased with his progress. And it seemed like Sadiq Charles was used a lot. I think he had uh, he led all O-linemen in reps. And it, it's starting to seem like the team wants to use Sadiq Charles more as a tackle than they do as a guard but either way it goes he is going to get snaps this season so it was kind of good to see Sadiq Charles out there and you know doing work Ron Rivera also says that he wants the young guys to you know work on their conditioning even though that, that some of these young guys did some pretty good things um he wants that conditioning to be up you look at a guy like Samuel Cosby he was out there he was out there for a while and he held up well that's what everybody continues to say he held up well so I'm going to share uh, some of the uh, things that people were talking about before I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this game. It's a preseason game, but you know what? I learned a lot. I learned a lot yesterday. Um, when you're playing against your peers in terms of, oh, you're playing, you know, the first stringers or the second stringers or the third stringers or whatever, whatever string you're playing, you know, it's always good to dominate your competition. So um, got some good gems. And uh, I put them into, into my message board. So that way I can kind of go through them one at a time. So let's talk about Chase Young, okay? Um, Chase Young was unbelievable. Just look at this play. Just look at this play. Look at how he's able to dip his shoulder and get around. I think that's Isaiah Wynn. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Chase Young is just a beast. And you know what? I saw all I needed to see out of Chase Young. I think he had seven snaps. He had two pressures. And this should have been a sack a recovery right here. But I think they said that Cam Newton's hand went forward. So there's that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Terry McLaurin to Fitzpatrick. This is another one of my goods to the game. Um, one like So the goods to the game, obviously, Chase Young. He, he was excellent. He was unbelievable. My second uh, good of the game was this connection between Boy almost gets Ryan it from Fitzpatrick the left side. It's a nice spin move. And Terry McLaurin. I'm going to play it again. Did they practice and pads on back-to-back days? Now off the play pick. Fitzpatrick of time firing down the middle, and it's snagged by Terry McLaurin, one of the better receivers in the league, and Washington has it in midfield. Yeah, this is where Fitzpatrick is so good. Van Noy almost gets it from the left side. It's a nice spin move, and Fitzpatrick hangs in there, and he's one of those streaky – did they practice? Look, that's as beautiful as it gets. See, that's what Fitzpatrick brings. He's going to bring leadership, and he's going to bring some throws that we haven't seen in the past couple years with the quarterbacks that, we, that we've had. One thing that I was most impressed about uh, Fitzpatrick was he was able to move the ball downfield. Okay, I think he had two passes of 20-plus yards apiece. One was to Terry McLaurin, and then the other one was to um, Logan Thomas, if I'm not mistaken. 
I'm going to pull up some stats just for reference, just to make sure I'm giving you guys the most accurate information as possible. Yes, one pass was for 24 yards to Terry, I mean, uh, to Logan Thomas, and then the other one, I believe, was a 22-yarder to Terry McLaurin. So, look, Fitzpatrick showed me a lot yesterday. I understand that it's only preseason, but you know what? You get to learn a lot about preseason, just the ball placement. He was able to put the ball to where only Terry McLaurin can catch that. I mean, he threw it right into his hands. That's as accurate as it gets, and that's what we're looking for out of the quarterback position. I want to see plays like this being made for that quarterback position. So we talked about Fitz. We talked about uh, Chase Young. Uh, Simmons raised did some pretty good things, but I want you guys to take a look at this play. He's right here. Just look at how he's able to pancake the guy to the ground. Okay, he's matched up against a I think that's a alignment. Yeah, that's a lineman right there. Looks like an edge rusher, and he just takes him down to the ground. That's a pancake. That's what you want out of your tight end. That's what you want out of your tight end. And outside of Simmons Reyes making some pretty nice catches, um, the catches weren't clean. And I'm going to talk about his catches in a minute. But for him to be able to move people to move people. And that's something that, you know, when you look at his progression from training camp to rookie camp, from rookie camp to training camp to all these different things that he was doing this offseason, you can see the growth. He wasn't doing this in practice. He wasn't doing this in camp. You know what I'm saying? But now you're, you're starting to see game time situations. And I understand he might not be playing against uh, uh, first or second stringers. He might be playing against third, fourth, fifth stringers, but it doesn't matter. He's out here performing. He's out here showing growth, and that's what the preseason is used for. Nikki says Simmons Reyes is a move is a people mover, and that's what you want to see. It's going to get better. It's going to get to the point to where he's able to do this against second and first stringers as he continues to grow. It's going to be interesting to see where we put this guy. Is he going to make the fifty three? Is he going to be in a practice squad? I'm telling you, he's an he's an intriguing prospect, and I'm telling you, if he hits the practice squad, he's going to get snatched up. He is going to get snatched up. So I think they're going to make room for this guy because there's something here. We have something here in Simmons Reyes that can be cultivated into being a really good tight end. Even if he never becomes a star tight end, as long as you can become a good tight end to where you're able to do some nice things, that's pretty much all that matters right now. So let's talk about Samuel Cosme a little bit. Jordan Reed, okay, he's, you know, does some great stuff for the draft network a former division one quarterback coach he is the he's the best when it comes to rookie prospecting and analyzing and projecting and things of that nature he says the rookie that came away the rookie that i came away impressed by the most last night was washington football team old tackle samuel cosme he had one rep where he should have been called for a false start i remember that play and then also got caught Launching on another. Other than that, he had an impressive debut. And they, these are the kind of reports I like to hear uh, about our players. So, yes, Samuel Cosme was one of my um, one of my goods <laughs> for the game. Um, let's talk about uh, Chase Young one more time. So Pete Haley with NBCS says, Chase Young can now go on ice until week one. All good for me with 99. I think we've seen all we needed to see out of Chase Young. He shows he has shown us that look, he's still elite, he's still uh one of the best. And if you look at what Chase Young did yesterday, seven pass rushing uh, uh snaps. Okay, 
two pressures and one should have been a sack. We all know that. So this, this guy is unbelievable. And this is a game where you have no Montez Sweat. So people always say, oh, well, because of Montez Sweat, you know, look, Montez Sweat does help. <laughs> look, when we have a full line, who do you really get to, who do you really get to double team? It's five on four, but our guys, you can send a four-man pressure and our guys literally always get to the quarterback or always create pressures. So um, we have a nice line. And I, I, I wanted to see what Chase Young would look like without Montez Sweat. Now, I'm not I'm not wishing this on us. I hope that Montez Sweat comes back and he's healthy. I pray for health for our team because outside of Chase Young, Casey Tool was in there. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, Shaka Tony played okay. Bradley King is out there. Uh, Smith, uh, Smith Williams. So we need some guys to step up, but he's going to lead the way and he's going to coach up his guys and he's going to rally around his guys. He's a leader, you know, and he did his thing yesterday. And look, ah, Chase Young is going to be one of the best to ever do it. And I, I know it's still in year two, but it's a big year coming for Chase Young. He's hearing a lot of the chatter out there and uh, he wants to prove that he's, you know, one of the best out there. Um, Let's keep on moving on. Let me see what other information I have for you guys. So Pete Haley talks about Steven Sims. Steven Sims was another guy who did pretty well yesterday. He says he loves seeing Steven Sims go up and make a hands catch. When receivers go up with their hands and they make that catch, that's kind of how you know who can actually catch the ball. There's a lot of guys that bring the ball in or jump up and use their chest to catch the ball. That's all good and dandy, but when you get hit from behind, that ball pops out. So you want to see guys catch the ball with their hands, and you see Terry doing a lot of that. Like the pass to Terry, he just, you know, opened his hands, grabbed the ball, snatched it out the air, and just, you know, he can be in stride for even more yards. So when you can make hands catches or hand catch, um, man, the sky's the limit because it just sets you up to be in stride to get more yards. Um, he says he's got to improve. His, uh, he says that he, he has to prove that he's reliable with his mitts, and um, that was a positive step, a positive step, you know, moving forward. So I love that out of Steven Sims Jr. He's the guy that's battling with DeAndre Carter, which we're going to talk about soon about the uh, punt returning uh, job. So that's up for grabs. And it just seems like the team is going to keep somebody that's a wide receiver is looking like to, you know, return punts for the team this season. Uh, Mitch Titchler, you know, being an offensive line guy, he had to pay homage to Samuel Cosme. He goes, do you know who's holding up very nicely? He says, Samuel Cosme. He says, he's still in there in the second quarter, and he's doing a good job on one-on-ones without any help um, on most dropbacks. So that's what you want to see out of your tackles. You want your tackles to be able to hold their own. Tackles shouldn't need double teams. They shouldn't need help. They should not need help. Sometimes they do, but they shouldn't need help. And uh, it's it's pretty it's awesome to see Samuel Cosme grow like this. I mean, he's been going against Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So if you're not that caliber of pass rush, Samuel Cosme should have his way with you one-on-one. So that's what I'm liking. And it's looking like he's going to win that job for that right tackle position week one. I wasn't saying this in the summer, but I'm starting to see uh, some trends and some things, some good things. I'm starting to hear a lot of good things about Samuel Cosme. And he was one of the guys that Ron Rivera spoke very highly of so love to see that definitely love to see that so we move on to the last bit of nugget here which is um washington football hogs haven he tweeted he says dudes 
Fitz is such a blessing to this team. Then he goes on to say, he just sees the field. He makes his read quickly, and he gives us guys a chance, something that our quarterbacks have failed to do year after year. Look, I am with him. I, look, I agree 100% with this statement. Fitzpatrick just gives you what you need out of a quarterback. I mean, he might not be the best quarterback in the league. He might he might be able to make some mistakes, but you know what? I like a quarterback that's confident, a quarterback that's able to continue to play even after making a mistake, and that's what Fitz gives you this year. You see how the ball is able to go down the field. You're going to see a lot of 20-plus yards uh, receptions this year from both tight ends, wide receivers, and even running backs. Like, it seems like we're getting the running backs involved, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in this video. So let's look at, let's look at what some of the people are saying. This guy says, like Rex Grossman uh, with standards, baby. <laughs> look, don't disrespect Fitzpatrick like that. He goes, y'all lucky. People are sleeping. I got y'all winning the division. So this guy seems to be a fan of – he's somewhere in Florida, so he probably likes uh, Miami. So he's giving us props, you know. Um, this guy right here is saying, pace yourself. Yeah, we should pace ourselves, but to be honest, after the quarterbacks we've had the last two, three years, look, I'm happy with Fitz. I think that's a major upgrade. You need quarterbacks that are willing to air that ball. And I'm telling you, when that Dayami Brown and Fitz connection starts, it's going to be crazy because he's going to he's going to hit him in stride. And that's going to be a touchdown every single time if it's a bomb. If it's a bomb, Fitz will get you that ball down the field. And I'm starting to see a connection between Adam Humphreys and Fitz, and I'm liking it. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of those two guys. So if Curtis Samuel can get back soon to get some connection going with Fitz, he'll have a full complement of weapons of guys that he can go to. And um, I'm loving, like I said, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of the running game. Um, I, Antonio Gibson played well. And you can see Antonio Gibson being involved in the pass game a lot. For those of you guys who play fantasy football, if this trend continues, you're going to be so happy with Antonio Gibson this year. When you look at what he did yesterday, he ran the ball five times for 15 yards, uh, three yards per carry. Not great, but he did have a, a couple good runs here and there. Um, also, he was able to catch the ball. I'm trying to figure out how many times he caught the ball. It was two times for 14 yards. I'll take that all day. If you tell me that he's going to average seven yards per catch, I'll take that because that's kind of like what J.D. McKissick was able to do. But I'd rather see that work going to Antonio Gibson. We also talk about um, the rest of the running backs. Jared Patterson, I know, playing against less, less competition. Look, he had 10 receptions for 40 yards four yards per carry, then he was able to catch four passes for 30 yards. Look, he's evolving. He's evolving as a pass catcher. And I'm telling you guys, if he's able to catch the ball, if he continues to do what he's doing right now, he's going to be on the roster and he's going to push for that RB2 job. I know J.D. McKissick did a lot of great things for us last year, but if, look, if Jared Patterson continues to do things like this, it makes a J.D. McKissick expendable next year. Um, but loving Jared Patterson – uh, Peyton Barber showed why he's very important. He's that goal line guy. He's that if you need one yard, he's going to get it. So we'll see if Ron Rivera keeps a guy like uh, Peyton Barber just because he can get those, you know, those short yardage uh, situations. Now, let's get into the quarterbacks. 
we've, we've talked about Fitzpatrick. We talked about Taylor Heineke. And when he got comfortable, he started to make some plays. He was 9 for 15 from the uh, from the field, 80, 86 yards. And uh, he was able to move the ball. And towards the end of the game, we were going to see a lot of Steven Montez. And to be honest, I was not excited to see Steven Montez. I even said he was terrible at a point in time. But he kind of picked up steam, did some nice things. Uh, he was 7 for 24 from the field, um, hundred and uh, one hundred and eight yards passing and a touchdown. He made hey, he made some nice runs. He was able to run the ball that one time, one for 14 yards. He's big. He's athletic. So I like Steven Montez um, as a project moving forward. Maybe he's a guy that, you know, takes over if Kyle Allen leaves as that third quarterback for the team. But um, not bad. It's definitely somebody you can keep on your roster and you can groom this person for the next three to four years to be able to become a, a decent backup in the NFL. So uh, I love what they're doing with Steven Montez. He did play well um, against his peers, against some of the guys that are undrafted like him and, you know, less talented guys on defense. But he did his thing. He did his thing. I was impressed. Um, so overall, the quarterbacks did well. Running backs did well. Um, you saw a lot of Lamar Miller. You saw a lot of Peyton Barber. Uh, I think Lamar Miller caught that uh, touchdown pass. So we'll see what happens because there is a battle between Peyton Barber, Lamar Miller, and Jared Patterson for who is going to be joining J.D. McKissick and um, and Antonio Gibson. Do you guys think that J.D. McKissick is a lock? I think he is. I mean, he did lots of great things for us last year. Now, as far as next year, I don't know if J.D. will be on the team next year. But as for this year, I think J.D. is going to be an important part of this team. He's going to play a lot of uh, a lot of receiver, a lot of slot, a lot of, you know, catching passes out the backfield, a lot of spelling Gibson. But I think that Gibson takes a step in terms of receiving the ball this year. So what I liked about yesterday was that the running backs were able to get a lot of targets and were able to get a lot of, a lot of catches. Even Jonathan Williams showed us some nice little things as the game went on. Uh, we move on to the tight ends. I talked about Simmons Reyes and how he was able to, you know, block uh, that guy and pancake that guy. But I also heard that two of Simmons Reyes' uh, receptions, he had, he had to double catch it. And it's okay. It's going to get more fluid for him as the year goes on if he's able to make this team. He's only going to get better. I mean, in his first NFL experience, catching back-to-back first downs, you can't beat that. Logan Thomas did awesome. Like, I mean, that over-the-shoulder catch for that 24-yard pass with, oh, if this continues, I'm telling you, Logan Thomas can be a top-seven tight end this year. He's already a top-seven tight end. Last year he was, in my opinion. This year he can even take a bigger step. Even with all the weapons that we have, this is a weapon that you can use in, in the red zone. I have Logan Thomas with seven touchdowns this year. He's going to be a team leading guy with Terry. I have Terry for seven touchdowns. I have Logan Thomas with seven touchdowns this year. Um, so we've talked about the tight ends. Uh, let's talk about the wide receivers. So Terry did his thing, obviously. Um, uh, what's his name? Antonio Gandy-Golden had that one nice catch that should have tied the game, but then I guess he, you know, he dropped it. Or whatever, or was he out of bounds? Whatever it was, it didn't count as a catch. I was real bumped. Antonio Gandy-Golden is a guy that I'm pulling for. Um, you know, guys like Isaiah Wright are out here trying to make some impressions. We talked about Steven Sims. He did have a nice catch for 18 yards, and he was he was able to catch the ball with his hands, and we, we, like, we got to see more of that. Dax Mill played pretty well. Um, but outside of that, nobody really jumped out at me. 
De'Ami Brown did have a couple nice snags. He did have a, nice, a couple nice snags, so I loved what I saw out of him. Hopefully we can see more out of the wide receivers the next game. Adam Humphreys did grab that first down. So, like, it was just a collection of guys. Even Kelvin Harmon had a catch. So you kind of you, you got to see a little bit of everybody. But like I said, nobody really jumped off the screen besides Terry McLaurin. But the receivers didn't look bad at all. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, – we talked about the tight end. Let's talk about the special teams. When you come to the punt returners, you see DeAndre Carter, and then you also see Stephen Sims. Stephen Sims Jr. And when Carter got that first punt return, you know, that went, I believe, was 18 yards, I tweeted. I said, DeAndre Carter has made the team. Not only did he catch the ball, he caught the ball and he turned it up. He turned it up. You know, that's what you want. You want your guys to catch the ball and turn it up. Okay. You want to gain positive yardage as you're catching the ball. I think that DeAndre Carter makes his team. Um, he's going to be that extra slot guy. If he makes it, he can, you know, contribute on offense, but he's definitely going to be a staple for us on the punt returning side. You also saw Danny Johnson returning kickoffs. See, I think he did pretty well. He returned two uh, for an average of 19.5. Danny Johnson is just solid. He's solid. I don't know if he has that home run hitting ability, but he always gains positive yards. If he catches the ball at the eight, he's going to at least get it up to the 25. He's a guy that at least gets it up to the 25, and that's what you want. You want your guys to be past the 20. They're going to be able to return that because if you can't get past the 20, then what's the point of even trying like what's like you shouldn't be allowed to return kickoffs if you can't get the ball to at least 25 every single time so i believe that i believe that danny johnson does that but let's see if deandre carter gets some looks at at the kickoff return position i know one time they let stephen sims do it and he was you know he was able to get to the 32 i mean he was able to get, gain 32 yards off of uh, his lone kickoff return. So that's something to look at. It seems like they want to use Steven Sims both as a kickoff returner and a punt returner, but we'll see what happens. Is there a scenario where DeAndre Carter and Steven Sims make the team? I don't know. I honestly don't know. We're going to have lots of guys that are on this wide receiving group be on that practice squad. There's going to be some guys that get poached by other teams. So keep an eye out on that. Even uh, Dax Mill, he was able to return a punt as well, and he returned one for 19 yards. So that's another positive game. Steven Sims got a chance, but it, it was for zero yards. It probably was a, uh, a fair catch. So that's a position that I'm looking at. Kickoff return, punt return. And I'm looking at three guys. It's going to be Dax Mill, Steven Sims, or DeAndre Carter. So two undrafted guy. well, one undrafted guy, one guy in the seventh round, and one free agent specialist who's pretty good at uh, returning kicks. So when we talk about the goods, the bads, and the ugly of the game, the goods, I already said, you know what I'm saying, Chase Young was good. DeAndre Carter was good. Fitz to Terry, that's a connection that I'm looking for. That was awesome. Simmons Reyes, great. Um, De'Ami Brown, Jared Patterson, Monte, uh, Steven Montez, um, Antonio Gandy Golden. Those are all the goods. The bads was Troy Hackby. He didn't do anything to jump out. He did nothing to jump out. And even on that play where Ramondre Stevenson ran for 91 yards, he took a bad angle and was not able to make that tackle. So, um, yeah, Troy Hackby hasn't done anything. Has not done anything to say, hey, this guy is improving as a defender or as a special teamer or whatever the case may be. Be. So let's see what happens with Troy Ackby as the season, as the preseason goes on. Um, the ugly, 
the whole entire kicking unit. I blame them all. There was one of the, like Dustin Hopkins missed two field goals. He should not be on the team. He should be cut ASAP. Uh, or you bring in two guys to compete with Hopkins so that way you can light some fire under him. You know what I'm saying? I understand that, you know, that there's a connection that happens with the long snapper, the punter, and the kicker. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, uh, I think Cheeseman, he's going to get better. He's going to get better. They need to get that connection so that way things flow fluidly. Like those three guys should operate as one unit that should be flawless. So that didn't happen. Cheeseman looked very, very bad. Um, he didn't look he didn't look comfortable, but you know, it's still the first preseason game. You can work on practice all you want, but in the in game time situations, that's where things change in terms of punting the ball, the punting side of the snaps were fine. There was no issues. But I think on one of the two kicks that Dustin Hopkins missed, uh, you can kind of say that the snap was a little bit too high. Um but yeah, Dustin Hopkins, man, he was bad. He was he was he he was terrible. He was terrible. He showed you nothing that says confidence. Nothing whatsoever that says confidence. So let's see if he improves as the preseason goes on. If not, if he continues this trend, he won't be in that 53. You will see a brand new kicker that we have never seen before come in, take this job, and take this to a whole nother level. So, guys, this is my time. I hope you guys enjoyed uh this episode. I uh, just wanted to kind of get on here, talk about the preseason, just give my reactions, my opinions. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Do you guys agree with what I said? Do you guys disagree? What was your favorite part of the game? What are the players that you were able to watch yesterday? And what players do you, do you feel took the best jump? And what players do you think took a step back? Um, once again, guys, this is your guy, Manny. This is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please like, please subscribe, and please share. And I will catch you guys on the next video. I'm out.